0: All right, welcome to the Two Sons Podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a great week. We are going to be talking about Bad Batch episode five or six, whichever, six. whichever six. one with the Wookiee Jedi. Gunji. Um, yes, Gunji, which Luke has a theory that we just confirmed is uh, legitimate. Um, this time tomorrow, we will be probably driving through the Salt <laughs> River Canyon. Yeah, we're going to be on like. our way up to New Mexico. We're driving all the way up through northern New Mexico, up through to Breckenridge. For a couple of days of skiing, Uh, uh, myself, Luke, our wives, and uh, one other couple that we're close friends with that's coming with us. Very excited to uh, rip and shred down the Colorado mountains with you this weekend. Hell yeah,
1: it's going to be awesome. I got to get my left knee ready.
0: Yes, you do. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We have a. uh, This whole week is going to be insane. So like, um, tonight I'm going to Arizona, Oregon. Um, right, and then that's at, a late game too. Yeah, it's an eight thirty start. I'm, yeah. I'm planning on leaving at halftime because I also have to cover Warriors, Nuggets, and Clippers, oh, Bucks tonight. Dude, are you serious? Then on Sunday, I believe I'm covering Saturday night's games. Uh, that's the one day I have to work while we're gone. Then this is where it gets crazy. So LeBron is projected to pass Kareem either on the seventh or the ninth of next week. Okay, I see. Most likely on the seventh. Uh, against Oklahoma City. Then, on the 8th, is the annual volume party in Phoenix. Jeez. And guess what's on the ninth the NBA trade deadline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I have to do a couple <laughs> of specific videos about this LeBron thing. So I was, I'm excited to ski and I'm excited to go on vacation, but this next week is going to be so Dude, that's gonna be incredibly wild. insane. It's kind of intimidating. So
1: are you, do you have to bring your whole like pod setup for the trip?
0: I have like a road setup. It's basically just like a USB mic for my laptop. And then
1: I just use the webcam. Dude, we should, um, film. we should, uh, we should film a pod.
0: Well, we, I mean, we can look Tucson. at it. The, the thing that gets tricky is I've got to bring a lot more equipment there, um, but we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. We'll, we'll come bring up with all with Yes, yeah. We'll just yes. we'll, we'll bring we'll bring the
1: guitars
0: and just you know we'll stack them on top of the skis. Yeah, yeah. Make it, it'll make be it great. Work.
1: Um, how are you, man? Everything good. Good. Yeah. Can't everything's complain? good. Can't complain. Lola's back. Uh, as you guys can see, Rip Rip is over here. Yeah, um, we have two Pyrenees. Yeah, great great Pyrenees day. At the tenth house,
0: you guys remember Lola from our shows back at uh, back over at Luke's. Back house. when we
1: just first started,
0: yes, <laughs> yeah, back, back in the original <laughs> days, uh, we've done like I, it doesn't. Uh, we recorded them in like twos and threes because we would do, you know, Game of Thrones and and uh, Lord of the Rings and all that yeah. stuff. So we've we've only recorded maybe twenty five, thirty times, but we've done almost fifty episodes. As a matter of fact, I think this is the fiftieth episode, which That's is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. We've been we've been going at it uh, for a little while. So. um... One of my biggest complaints with uh, with Bad Batch throughout the first couple of seasons has just been like a lack of really deeply impactful storylines. Right. Um, but one of the most interesting storylines in the Star Wars universe is what happens to the Wookiees. Yeah. And so there's a couple of specific hints at it. So for instance, we know from the end of... Revenge of the Sith after Order 66, that clearly when the clones started attacking Yoda, that the Wookiees turned against the clones. Right. Because the, the clones basically start going around and they're like, all these Wookiees are dead. Let's move on. And they're they're doing they're either hunting or they're capturing. They're doing they started. Right. They began their process of trying to subjugate the Wookies at the end of that episode. We also know from Thrawn. Thrawn ends up uh in the first. I believe it's in the first book of the Thrawn series, uh, the Empire series. He, uh, in one of his random missions, encounters a ship that's full of Wookiee slaves, right? Mm-hmm. And he has to confront the, uh, um, basically the the moral uh, conundrums of his job, right? And and Eli Vanto's like, hey man, like doesn't this make you feel uncomfortable? And Thrawn, very analytically, is like, yes, but. This is not our job. Right. You know, it was basically what he said. And we also find out in that that the Wookiees were heavily involved in the Stardust project. Right. Because we saw Wookiee food that was included in the shipments that were being sent to Stardust. Can you think of any other specific mentions of the Wookiee slave trade? No.
1: And, and uh, for them to bring that in, you're like, this, this has Dave Filoni written all over it, right? Oh, you yeah. said that like multiple times throughout that episode, mm-hmm. and I could not agree more. Yeah, I could not agree more.
0: There's one more that I'm forgetting. So in Jedi Fallen Order, which is my favorite Star oh, Wars right. video game, maybe my state favorite video game ever. Uh, either that one or some of you video game fans out there, uh, Breath of the Wild, the most recent Legend of Zelda game, is probably my favorite game ever. But anyway, tangent. The uh, uh, in Jedi Fallen Order, you spend a good amount of time on Kashyyyk, and essentially you, the Empire has established full blown facilities there. And one of the missions, the Wookiees are locked up in jail cells in those facilities, and you're in, in charge of rescuing them. But that's that's definitely, like, a clear storyline in uh, Star Wars. But what was interesting about this episode, and we've seen this a couple times because we saw this in Andor. Um, in Andor, uh, the Empire was, in the early phases of its existence, kind of, like, subcontracting out a lot of their enforcement, right? Right. So we saw that, uh, the uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like the corporation. I can't remember what it was called, but where uh, that group of weird, you know, semi-military, you know, uh, contract workers was like in charge of that sector. Right. And then ISB had to step in and basically take control. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. This is very similar. Like, it's clear that there's clones that are working with... A group of Trandoshans, right? That was that was kind of,
1: and they were using Separatist
0: tanks. And they were using Separatist tanks, which, which, for the record, early on in this, there's a lot of old Clone Wars equipment that's getting used, which makes makes sense. sense. But like, they're in the Trandoshans are kind of like a sloppy, more like savage version of like the Mandalorians, like from a cultural perspective, Hmm, they are extremely interesting, militaristic. Yeah, but they're very, they're not like wearing you know beskar armor or anything they're kind of right. just like they're kind of just like oh, oh like they're just they're just like mindless killers yeah and there's like they way are. less
1: unity they're, they're all kind of in it for themselves like how many wookie pelts can i get not, yeah and they're trying like, to kill each other yeah it's yeah they're odd breed
0: they're, they're definitely yeah they're they're weird lizard soldiers <laughs> uh yes. but the, but anyway they they the, like anyway they're clearly being subcontracted by the empire to essentially run the wookie slave trade right well, it makes sense, too, because they're trackers,
1: right? Yeah. And they're just totally oh, about yeah, right. that shit. Like, they're, well, yeah.
0: So, you had mentioned, so the Wookiee we meet, Ganji, mm-hmm. he, um, so talk about the episode where he was originally. So,
1: we, we get to meet him as a young Padawan, and uh, we get to see him on his quest to get his kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. On on the planet of Elam, right? Yeah, Elam or Elam. I don't, I'm not actually sure how it's pronounced. Yeah, who knows how to say it? Elam, Ili- <laughs> <laughs> um, Elam.
0: Also known as Star Killer Base.
1: Yeah, future Star Killer Base. Um, and yeah, so the, and, and and the reason why I recognize him right off the bat is because he had that snaggletooth on the bottom.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So the snaggletooth was in that the episode. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: snaggletooth is there. Um, I can, everything all the cartoons kind of blend. I can't remember if it was. It's, it had to been Clone Wars. It couldn't have been Rebels. Yeah, but yeah, everything like blends and. But I, I recognize the Snaggletooth right off the bat. So,
0: what's the? Uh, there's an episode two where in Clone Wars, where they're dealing with a group of Trandoshans that's hunting them, too. And I think it's young Jedi that are getting hunted. Yeah. It might even be Gungi in that episode, if I remember Who correctly. else is being hunted? Is Ahsoka being hunted? It might be. I'll have to look that up. But there was there was an episode where we learned a lot about the Trandoshans and their culture, and it was in Clone Wars. It's an Clone odd Wars. culture. Yeah, it, it absolutely that's, is. That's
1: like one of those... Because uh, it was a series of, I think, either two or three episodes in a row. And that was one of those like cartoons where I was just like... Mm, like this is like the more adult side of, of <laughs> this versus like the little kid side um and obviously those ones are way more enjoyable just because we're not children even though some yeah. people would say we there, are
0: there's always like weird like little bits of violence in the clone wars episode well it well, was and like, it's were talking like really about intense where they were stunning everybody like stun gun stun gun stun right. gun and it's like oh wrecker just picked up a a tank battery and just started blowing up clone troopers well, <laughs> yeah and
1: then i made the joke because uh the the lead trans- transdotion yes. said he's like 100 wookie pelts to whoever can get me the jedi right and essentially a wookie pelt is like
0: dead wookie, skin. dead
1: wookie skin and then they're also like essentially hunting bad batch and omega and i told jason i'm like okay like what if they just switch the verbiage a little bit and they're like what if we, um, shoot, what's it called? When you take, what if we scalp? scalp what yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, Wookiee scalps. <laughs> no, 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 or like human scalps. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that just wouldn't fly. And it's just like, essentially, like, those things are synonymous, but there's just certain. There's a certain, you know, lines you don't cross in cartoons and and human scalps are one of them, yes. but Wookiee pelts, totally fine. Totally fine. Well, even like with the spiders, it's like, it's like they wrap up the
0: lead Trandoshan. So yeah, essentially the, there are these spiders and I, I, when we saw the spider webs, I immediately thought of Jedi Fallen Order. I was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to see those big spiders that we saw in Jedi Fallen Order. And it's kind of like this weird, different spider that has like a longer neck. It's kind of like a dinosaur mixed with a right. spider type of vibe or like a mantis kind of and it is mantis like yeah mantis spiders and so uh the lead Trandoshan uh is like gets in this like fire circle with the spiders and with gunji and gunji turns off his lightsaber and chills and essentially that uh he mentions earlier in the episode like if you don't pose a threat to them, they will not attack you. Right. But then, of course, the Trandoshan, like, is is, ready to to fight them. And he
1: punches one of them in the head. (laughs) Yes. And then, next
0: thing you know, he's wrapped in silk and being dragged up in the trees. And it's like, you have to remember that that is... uh, that's actually like a uh, like a pretty strong indicator that they're like, yeah, these spiders are going to like suck his guts out. Yeah, <laughs> like they're gonna insert acid into his belly, <laughs> wait it, for his guts to liquefy, cook. and then drink it like a straw. Let you it know? cook.
1: So one thing that I want to know, and hopefully one of our fans uh, or viewers can can tell us, but uh, if you guys know what the Wookies were drinking, what Wrecker was all stoked about, please let us know because Jason and I were trying to figure out. It's like, is that just like a soup? Is that like a Wookie's like soup? It's tree brew. It's tree. Br- it's tree booze bro or is it tree brews? tree booze lose tree brews. <laughs>
0: before we go on i forgot i have a, a present for you so we a didn't present? talk about this we didn't talk about this last week but uh mr luke here just turned 30 3-0. he's officially a member of the 30 club. 30 so I got, and thriving i got this for oh, you dude. in uh um north star it's cool look at it it's uh it's a north face jacket this it's is awesome
1: it's so the I'll official north face or north star logo dude thank you Not sponsored by North Face. (laughs) We are not sponsored by North North Face. And Coors, again, if you'd like to sponsor, please. (laughs) Or Ping. (laughs) Yeah, Kirkland, if you'd like to sponsor.
0: (laughs) PRS? i love some
1: PRS guitars. If if you guys want to sponsor. This uh, is awesome. Thank you.
0: No problem. I I explicitly got black because you have a great Pyrenees, so you know. (laughs) Yes. Dude, (laughs) I
1: spend 10 minutes, not even kidding, every single day lint rolling my scrubs (laughs) which are also black yeah. yeah like and then dude the other day i get to work and this i'm like looking at my scrubs and i'm just full of lola hair and and I'm like and one of the ma's like sees me like struggling and she's like I've got a lint roller and she like literally lint r- lint rollered my entire body because I was covered in Lola hair so this is great this will match yeah like it'll that, it'll that.
0: be it it'll just it'll be one of those things where you'll fight it just like I do with all my black hoodies and you'll know where I'm coming from yes now. and then I'll but just think of Lola honestly it was really cool and they 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 had two colors and Carly got the other color so I was kind of limited so in I'm, my mashing, options. I'm yeah, matching I'm yeah. matching with your wife well I was no 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 <laughs> it, it she, well you saw the one I sent you with her wearing that like mustard color. oh yeah yeah. Thing. Yeah, okay, so I, cool. The black was the only other color. Oh, there, yeah, dude! So. Thanks, buddy. No problem, man. I'm Happy excited. birthday! Welcome to your thirties. It's man. all
1: downhill from here, man. Dude, my my again, my knee will tell you. <laughs> it already is ready to be on the downhill. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, I'm going to show up in a cast next episode, and and it's going to be my knee. Oh, so all right, so back to
0: Star Wars. I have a theory. Yep. So um, in the conflict after. Um, so, before the conflict, the the Trandoshans are communicating with a couple of clone troopers.
1: Right. And the clone
0: troopers see lightsaber markings on the trees. And they go like, hey, we need to notify Imperial Command. There was a oh, Jedi yeah. here. Okay. And then the Trandoshan was like, nope, you're not doing that. Which is stupid. Why? You know. <laughs> and so, now, you had mentioned at some point during the episode, you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be... oh I stopped petting Lola. It's time for me to pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> she was laying down. She was on the ground, comfortable, and she's now making herself less yeah. comfortable so she can get like really like unenthusiastic pets. <laughs> it's not like I'm over here like giving her a good pet. I'm kind of just like hitting her, <laughs> just and, like, like, like little just random scratches. Like touching head. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, uh, the clone troopers. I did not see them in the conflict, and even if we did see those two uh, clone troopers in the conflict, it was. Two and there's no way that the Empire just sent two clone troopers, so we right. can assume there's some sort of Imperial garrison there. So, my
1: question is, do
0: we have a continuation of this episode next week, and is an Inquisitor involved?
1: That I think you're spot on, correct? I think it'd be wild if they didn't use this opportunity to um, to show an Inquisitor. And that's actually especially because they've been very inquisitor heavy with with a lot of their new content. By the way, um, the thing that you sent me with your guy Cal and they're they're making a Cal book. Kessis, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they're making a book uh, about Cal. Um, there's going to be an inquisitor in that, I'm sure. So, I feel like I'm, I feel like we need to read that
0: because okay, oh, 100% so a couple we so need to read it. They pushed back Jedi uh, Survivor to late April. Um uh carly and i like i basically i've been putting it off for as long as humanly possible but i'm going to buy a ps5 uh when that comes out so no no need it's okay i because i'm going to use it for other things too like i i I, that's a big purchase for you to have to jump into just to play one game uh but so here's (laughs) the thing i'm gonna get a ps5 uh that game is an important part of Star Wars lore. It's a Jedi right. who literally survived it's Order canon. 66, and it's canon and all those different things. That book takes place dead center between the two games. Uh, we, uh, one day, on our way to a camping trip, because uh, Luke Luke had played a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order but not played the whole thing, on our way to a camping trip, we found a YouTube video that was like a 10-minute, uh, basically cut up of all the... Um, Cutscenes cut scenes. and like a narrator that was kind of explaining what was happening. And so you watch that. So you're familiar with the storyline. Right. And Cal Kestis basically finds a holocron that has the location of all of the Force sensitives that are around the galaxy. He ends up destroying it. And also the Inquisitors that he fights, he kills both of them um, and uh, has a run in with Darth Vader. Very, very good uh, storyline. But Presumably, there's been a lot of time that's passed, and there's like this in the trailer, there's this weird white haired character that he's got in a back to tank. So, there's a lot to get into. Right. And so, I think that um, reading that book, uh, in addition to just giving us another Star Wars content to yeah. dive into, it'll probably give us a better idea of the story when we get into that game. For and sure. Then, okay. And then, what we'll do is we'll have to either. I don't know how we'll cover the game in the show, but we'll find some way, whether that's yeah. just we play it together and then we talk about it or we wait till the very finish or we just talk about the story. I'm not sure we'll how we'll it do out. it. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. But not I would sure. lo- like the, the idea of the Bad Batch, because essentially Gunji's a kid. Right. Like he's a kid. And an Inquisitor is like a full-grown Jedi that has turned to the dark side. Yeah. And... On an individual level... When in, most cases, the, right? most, in most cases, right? In most cases. Okay, yeah. Most of them are. Most of them are converted. Jedi. I just wanted to beat anybody who is like any troll out there. Wait, wait, wait. Not, yeah, all, not, not all inquisitors are Jedi. You haven't heard about this guy from the yeah. comic comic number 17, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. well, Luke and I have never read a Star Wars comic. And maybe we're missing out. And if there's one that we should read and cover on the show, you just got to let us know. But... Um, the Inquisitors, you know, turn to the dark side has access to that high end power. Right. It's going to be really difficult for Gunji to handle, handle it. So I like the idea of seeing Gunji and uh, the Bad Batch uh, take down an Inquisitor. That, that sounds fun. That to would me. be
1: a dope matchup. I agree. Yeah. it's going to be
0: cool. Yeah, and then Dude. eventually they'll get separated from Gunji, and then Gunji presumably dies. But we'll see. Oh, poor Gunji. Dude, Gunji's the, so em- yeah, Gunji. Gunji's so sweet. The yeah, Gunji. so sweet. There's a uh, there's an overall vibe again in this episode, um, where the Imperial tanks incinerate a Wookiee village. Yeah. And it, it w- where my brain went when I saw that was like and we talked we've talked about this a lot on the show, but like they do such a good job in Star Wars of expressing why the
1: galaxy yeah. revolted against the Empire. I was, yeah, I was I was about to go there too. And there's there's certain storylines that we've that we've seen, right? <clears throat> so I think of like Lord of the Rings especially and I think of Star Wars especially where it's like true good versus true evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, this last episode felt like this a- this last episode felt true to Star Wars heritage. Like there's obvious good and obvious evil. Yes, it's messy. Um, but that that last episode was was one of one of my favorite Bad Batch episodes of all time. It was outstanding. Just, just because just because it it did have that like that like that old school essence of like this is why the Empire sucks. Like, they're just destroying everybody. Nobody can be comfortable in that galaxy when the Empire is there.
0: Can you think of any other
1: little Easter eggs or things that stood out to you? No, that the was it. The hotshot crew? Oh, you you picked up... Yeah, the... the <laughs> uh, yeah. Bad Batch hotshot crew. For anybody who doesn't know what a hotshot crew is, I'm yeah, sure tell, everyone Tell them about does. Arizona firefighting. Yeah, so Arizona firefighting He's is... He's from Prescott. Yeah, from Prescott. So, yeah. There was, you know, everyone. A lot of people probably know, but there was a, a huge. Uh, what was the name of the tragedy? Movie? I can't remember. I don't know what the name. I actually. So, so the group was called the Granite Mountain Hotshots, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly. There's 19 hotshot crew members that that actually died on a on a on a fire, a wildland fire, and uh, actually one of them was one of my buddies. Oh really? And um, mm-hmm. um and uh, they, they call them hotshots because they do crazy stuff. I mean, they they're out in the you know wildland and 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 they like dig huge trenches to to stop fire lines and um essentially we saw a little bit of that in uh the bad batch we saw bad batch hot shots so that was kind of cool
0: yeah it's like firefighting through terrain modification it is yeah
1: well and sometimes they actually even do like prescribed burns where they go and like they they burn up areas before they can be engulfed you know. Um and they you know, they help they help uh prep areas for like the big slurry bombers. Um but yeah, Arizona and California and, and I'm sure like Colorado I know, uh there's some other places too, but like the terrain here is crazy and to fight fires in it is is even more wild and and there's a lot of badass people who are out there, you know, Doing dedicating their lives like every single summer in order to do that. And even like the pilots, dude. Like um there like two, three years ago there's a huge fire on Mount Lemon. Which is the 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 or, uh, the Catalina Mountains, which is like the huge mountain system that that's to the north of Tucson uh, of yeah. Tucson, and like every single day. It was like a nonstop motion picture of crazy stuff happening on Mount Lemon because it literally, the fire lasted for weeks. It was a big right? one. Mm-hmm. And throughout the day you'd see these bombers like skimming the side of the mountain, like full size planes, dropping their, their slurry over these, these, uh, hot, hot spots. That was and a that wild was thing wild. that I learned that those
0: planes, um, uh, I'm not sure if they were doing it for the, the, this specific fire, but like a lot of times they will fly down on a lake and like actually skim the surface yeah. of the lake with like kind of like a scoop that fills the water tank. Yeah. And, and like those pilots do a gnarly job. Those pilots man.
1: are and then so and then they fly into smoke. So like they have to know where the mountain is so then they don't don't fly through the smoke <laughs> yeah. or like right into the mountain. It's it's yeah, it's wild. So it was it was really cool that you know like another just another example of of really good Star Wars content and them just taking the time to like do something special like they did not have to have like the hot shot scene in that like it would have been very easy for them to not like dig trenches like they did but there's like oh there's a there's a essentially a wildland fire like how do you stop those? We we dig trenches and mm. they had like Wookies and and the Bad Batch digging trenches. It was just it was just a really cool touch.
0: Well, and Hunter was very like matter of fact about it. Like he's like, hey guys, gotta put the fire out. He, like grabbed just shovel and like tosses it to his buddy. It's like, time to go. Like it was very like it was very um, the way Filoni kind of like portrayed it was like like it was it was kind of like a, a an absolute necessary reaction to what was happening. Right. And, and that's that's the little thing that like. <clears throat> Filoni has figured out that Star Wars has struggled with a little bit with Disney, at least with the main movies. Is like people people relate to to authenticity and realism. Yeah, like they would rather hear and see you describe something like Wookies and clones doing what a Hotshot crew would do. Yeah, than they would see ten thousand ships fly through a nebula, dude. You're, you are know, exactly right. Which which does like and. and and it's a it's a whole thing, and that was a, another completely random tangent. But like that that when I rewatched uh, Rise of Skywalker a couple weeks ago, the the nebula thing pisses me off because it's like literally everything we know about the unknown regions is like using force sensitives to navigate around right s- uh, interstellar phenomena, you're, you're not driving sh- through yeah. a nebula. It just exactly, like, it you're doesn't a make any sense that in apart. a massive amount of space that there would be like some small like a little nebula, and then you'd be like, all right, let me make sure that I fly through it. You know, it just... It's just weird, but it was, the reason why they did it is because the visual, the people in charge of the visuals and storyboarding were like, how dope would it be if I could see like a TIE Interceptor and an X-Wing like doing like high, high intensity, like close quarters flying through a nebula. It's just stupid.
1: It is stupid. And like ask any person who's like in charge of visuals, like, hey, do you want to be in charge of people digging holes or do you want them, do you want to be in charge of people flying, you know, spacecraft through nebula, Mm -hmm. nebula? It's like, of course you'd pick the second, but... Like, do we really want that, though? Like, do, do Star Wars fans really want that? The answer is no. Um, and what's interesting is, so last night, so I was um, I s- on, on Star Wars, like the actual Star Wars Instagram page, They, I saw this post. And this is just a- another example of the people in charge of Star Wars sometimes just missing the mark entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, for any, anybody who's still listening at this point, because we've gone on a few tangents. <laughs> but, um <laughs> I'll break it down still. So uh, on their Instagram page, uh, there was this post that they had, and it, it was like a uh, Starlight Beacon like picture, and then it said lo-fi next to it. And I was like, Star Wars lo-fi? This sounds really cool. So then I clicked on the link, and then I went to YouTube, and then it starts playing. Like, and this was produced by Star Wars? This is Star okay. Wars, yeah. So so then it starts playing uh, like lo-fi, Music and it was like really spacey. Like anybody who's seen Ad Astra, um, can kind of like understand the the music. It's like very synth. It's it's like it's like there's almost like no. It's like it, it leaves like a, like a feeling of like a hole inside of you like when you like listen to it and it's like it's like very uncomfortable like like uh lo-fi is supposed to be like relaxing yeah and kind of get you into like a vibe like it's like coffee shop music like sometimes i put on lo-fi in the morning just to kind of like just like oh this is a nice relaxing you know morning like the sun's shining and i can hear birds like it's cool like this was just like completely missed the mark and and it was just like oh you know uh spacey music with like Like, space sounds and beeping, like, that's Star Wars, right? And someone's like, yeah, that's Star Wars. Like, our fans will love that. And it's just like, no, it completely missed the mark. And then the reason why it missed the mark so bad is because, like, two videos down, I see this picture. And I think it was – it wasn't Star Wars Explained. It was, like, Star Wars Theory uh, who, who, who put out the video. And it's, like, a cartoon of Grogu sitting on a table with Darth Vader. And Darth Vader's, like, working on something. And I click on that. And that was also Star Wars lo-fi, but it wasn't, like, Star Wars sponsored. And it was just <laughs> it was so good, It was so good. It was, it was like, it, it captured the essence of, like, what is, like, Star Wars music. Whereas, like, the other one, who was actually even, you know, promoted by Star Wars, just completely missed the essence of of Star Wars. And it's, like, time and time again, we see Star Wars, you know, getting the essence of Star Wars, where, like, dudes like Dave Filoni put out a great, kick-ass, like... Season two, episode six of Bad Batch, and we're like, "This is awesome!" And then, like, right before it or right after it, it's like Star Wars putting out like crud lo-fi Star Wars music just because it has like a space shuttle sound, and they're like, "This is Star Wars," and it literally sounds like
0: someone like was in a room and was like, "Hey, you
1: know what's big right now? Lo-fi. Lo-fi. We need to find a way to make some content around this. Crazy. I'll show. I'll show you the comparison after this. This video. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So one last example I wanted to use, and then we'll call it a day. The um because the uh, about the nebula thing so in solo if you remember yeah the kessel run is actually like a charted out gap in a nebula that's real space right and you travel it by traveling making a series of jumps around these lanes and they're cleared out and if i remember correctly like they almost look like tunnels in the in the movie and then what what happens is is Han Solo is getting pursued by the Empire... And so he has to fly into the yeah. Nebula. He has to like
1: poke out the side, yeah.
0: And the in the whole like uh, whatever it was twelve parsecs. I can't remember exactly what it what what the number was, but the parsec is actually like a measure of distance. Of and distance, so not time. him setting the record and for the Kessel Run was actually about him cutting corners by driving through the nebula. But it right. was so dangerous he damn near got sucked in a black hole. Right. He got uh, he got attacked by a creature. Like like the point was is like they were very clear about how like you want to avoid that at all costs. And and in the, the whole thing with the. Uh, it just it again, it just it, at, at its core, it's the pursuit of like the like the solo thing made perfect sense to me. And like you're like, oh, this is why now when you see Han Solo say right. well, it made the it made the castle run, and, and yeah. when you hear that now it's like, okay, now I can visualize like why he did what he did, how yeah, he did what exactly. he did. It all authenticity and realism yeah. sells so much better than like wow factor when it comes to special dude, effects.
1: You're 100% right. Having boundaries is what we're used to as human beings. So when there's no boundaries on things and it just becomes over the top and ridiculous, then we lose interest. Like for example, if you have 50 Star Destroyers rise up out of an ice planet with mm-hmm. huge guns that can all destroy a planet, when we know how big of a deal it is to be able to destroy a planet with a, like a super weapon, dude, it's the same thing. It's like when you watch toddlers play And when they make these like little games with themselves and then they don't have rules and the toddlers are constantly just like changing the rules like, oh, like I can do this because of this and this and this. And like (laughs) that part's not loving because I'm wearing a blue shoe. It's just like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And then you lose interest in like watching stuff like that because it's just stupid and mindless. Mm -hmm. And like that's what Star Wars does sometimes. Not old Star Wars, but a lot of the new Star Wars is just like. It's just mindless, you know? So, well, and then they go
0: they go to all the trouble to explain how they had to strip-mine planets for kyber crystals and all this stuff yeah. to create one planet-killing weapon. <laughs> Meanwhile, out in the Unknown Regions, uh, at the same time, Uh, Palpatine's already began construction on a fleet of planet. Like it just is so stupid. Anyway, that was a huge tangent. Yes.
1: uh, Bad batch season two, episode six. Yes. (laughs) We loved it.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, that is all we have for today. We may or may not record while we're in Breckenridge. Probably not. Uh, but we'll see. Um, and either way, we'll be back next week covering the next episode. And then, um, only a couple weeks away from, we're like literally four weeks away from Mandalorian, man. Yeah. I'm stoked. All right guys we all as always we appreciate your support we'll see you next time thank you